I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The Garden Report is brought to you by FanDuel, the exclusive wagering partner of the CLNS Media Network. At the Garden, Celtics... (laughs) Home opener, fun game, right? That was a fun game. This, this, I mean, you 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 always expect the first game at home to be kind of exciting, but this really felt. Obviously, it's not a playoff game, but it had that kind of energy out there and excitement, and and frankly, the tightness um, throughout the course of the game. This was a good one. This was a really yeah. good one. Yeah, it was fun, um, and you could tell uh, Celtics were into it. You know, I, I don't think there's all like, oh, game eight sort of vibes. But, I mean, it's a familiar foe. You want to beat these guys. And, like, you know, you've got two, you know, the, you know, two things converging here. The Celtics showing up bigger, badder, tougher than ever. And Heat playing the role of the, oh, did everyone forget about us sort of underdog. And I think both teams kind of used that a little bit tonight. Uh, I thought it was one really interesting thing. I, I'm blanking on the name just because it's been a long day for me. Golden Golden State's guy who quit. What's his name? The guy, the GM. I just lost you. Are you Myers? Meaning? Myers. So he's on the halftime. Yeah. Uh, uh, for uh, ABC, and uh, you know he says like that thing that we've just kind of been talking about um, throughout. And I think this is what stands out the most to me, and I kind of tweeted to that effect as well. You can have players have bad nights all night. You can have players have stretches of bad play within the course of the game. Uh, You know, you could literally have three starters have crap nights, and you can still win a game. You can still win it easily even. You know, that's not to say they won it easily tonight. And not to say everybody – I thought at at points in the night, everybody in that starting lineup – played outstanding uh, basketball. They were phenomenal uh, in stretches. And then they had some where it's like, okay, that wasn't great. That wasn't great. It doesn't matter. They just keep coming. All of a sudden, you know, Brown, who started out not great, all of a sudden he heats up and he starts making buckets. Derek White just took over the game in the fourth quarter. Poor Zingas missed a whole bunch of threes to start. Then he has a stretch of time where he's doing his thing. So, you know, imperfect night from Tatum didn't matter. Holiday, I thought, was, was phenomenal start to finish. I mean... I mean, there's just so much going on there, but like there was a lot of dog in them tonight too. You had a lot of plays. Like you never hear Spolstra in an in-game interview say something like, yeah, they won all the 50-50 balls and that's how they got back in the game. And they did. The second chance points, you know, just the chase down block from Derek White, Drew Holiday coming blindside on Bam and snatching a rebound. They just did stuff like that all night long. It was really impressive to watch. Like it was a really like just – that's the kind of stuff where it's like, you know, that seems lacking at times with this team. Uh, and so far through two games, you know, not. It's like that. that's there. 
And, and the thing about it that really is impressive is that we're not talking about one guy that's bringing those intangibles to the game. I mean, you're talking about Derek White. You're talking about Drew Holiday. You're talking about Jalen Brown, who I thought did a, a, a really uh, good job, was consistent defensively. Tyler Hero was torching pretty much everyone out there uh, in the first half. And they, put, and they the Celtics were able to kind of put the muzzle on him for the most part in the second. Uh, Bam out of bio. It was clear from the jump that Miami's plan was to go at – Porzingis and Bam, to his credit, was was effective. I mean, he had like eight points in the first like four or five minutes of the right. game. Uh, but the Celtics were able to, able to weather the storm. They were able to just find ways to uh, not get as beat up as they were early on. And you look at the final numbers. The Celtics had fifty two points in the paint. And the one guy that you mentioned earlier, and we'll talk more about him later. But I love what Drew Holiday does. I absolutely freaking love everything about this dude. I mean, he understands when to play bully ball, when to shoot the mid-range, when to either spray the ball to someone who's open in the corner or take the three. And the, the thing about him, his emotional meter never changes. It's Ever. like he'll make a great freaking play, and there's there's no change. Yeah. And if you talk, and, and you know, just kind of talking to him briefly before the game, he's just that guy. The pulse never fluctuates, uh, and. That's what you want if you're the Celtics. I mean, th- this is a guy that's going to be so important for this team down the road. Uh, yeah. and, and, and tonight, even though he wasn't the guy that will get all the headlines, you go back and watch this game, you'll see he made so many game-winning type plays that so usually get overlooked. And, and again, I know, like, you know, for some reason, you know, Bobby, you know, Bobby's taking a holiday like I've taken to Jalen. Uh, and he's like, he's almost like looking for things to find wrong. I, I can't. I can't wait anything. to hear what he says tonight. I can't wait I, to hear what the hell he says I, tonight because I, I can't find anything because it's like, of course, he makes some turnover. He he turns the ball over sometimes. I mean, that so would be like ninety nine point nine percent of the guys who actually play in the NBA do that. that so that's I, what I they can't. do. That's what they do. I thought one of the key points to this game, uh, and one of the things that swung it is. Um, they let the guards uh, run the action uh, more than you would see. They took the ball out of Tatum's hands uh, in the fourth there, uh, which I love um, because they're, these are two. The great thing about these guys, and again, I feel bad because everything you say about Holiday sounds like Marcus Smart slander. But again, this is what I, I think I've been saying for years is Holiday's the guy everybody thought Smart or wanted Smart to be in terms of Smart can do great things, make great passes, make a ton of winning plays, but it's just the stuff in between that kills you. And it's just you just feel like you're in good hands with Holiday all the time. Uh, in addition to just being such a ridiculous defender, the way he moves his feet, how active he is, how smart he is, switching on and off. I mean, that was one of the things that you were worried you'd lose with Smart as the quarterback of the defense. Holiday's got that down too. He knows exactly where he's supposed to be, where everyone's supposed to be, what he's supposed to do. He's just so crafty, but just offensively, the ball in his and Derek White's hands, you just feel a little bit more confident that they're going to make the right read and make the right play uh, and not force the issue. Uh, and I, I thought they both did an incredible job. And then just White friggin' lost his mind there in the fourth quarter and just became, you know, top top five Derek, uh, which was just, you know, that's what happens. You know, that, that, that's what we we're saying at the top of the show. It can literally be anybody any night. That's that's what you're, I think you're going to see with the team. There's a lot of there's no bench. Yeah, there's no bench. Um, yeah, but there's <laughs> also there's no there's you've got six guys who can go out and get you 25 points and no one will bat an eye. 
But the point it's, is, yeah, there's no bench, but you're going to have three starters on the floor all the time, and you're basically yeah. playing with, like, five all-star caliber players. Two and three of them are on the court at all the time. Which teams can boast that? It's it's not. I mean, it's not just depth. It, you know, it's it's – like superstar de- i mean these are these guys are just unreal right now if what i mean not gonna say white's gonna play like this every night but if white plays the way he played last year or even levels up a little bit you've just got so much talent here it's really hard you know like you, you need a lot of off nights guys sitting or injuries or whatever down the stretch to fall off you know the bench stuff we'll talk about it more i it's slightly worrisome but you're getting what you need. Like you got plenty of what you needed out of O'Shea Brissett tonight. You got energy, you got rebounding, you got some defense. He kept balls alive. He made hustle plays. That's what you got out of him. I thought that was fine. I thought he was huge for them. Then that yeah. stretch where they, when they were obviously they were down by as many as 13 in the first half. And, and O'Shea was huge in getting them back in the game with the, the, and the thing that, and I tweeted about this, he's doing exactly what you're supposed to do when you don't know if you're going to play every night, when you get on the floor, you make your presence felt doing whatever the hell you're supposed to be getting paid to do. Uh, we call and, it, and to we me, call it the knee Smith. You know, yeah, like, exactly. it's like when Neesmith realized he wasn't going to be counted on as an offensive weapon, he just sacrificed his body and went out there and just played like a lunatic. And that's that's how he earned minutes was just energy. Um, yeah, that's what that's what presented tonight. He was all yeah. over the place. He was. A yeah, I mean, those couple, yeah, I mean, those two couple offensive rebounds he had within the first like 90 seconds he was on the floor led to buckets for other guys. And, and then, you know, and, and the funny thing about that, and I don't know if people recognize this but shortly after he did that tatum had an opportunity to just raise up for a shot and he saw him cutting to the basket threw him the ball and he lost it out of bounds but tatum went back to him later on in the game for this basically the same play and that's what tends to happen when you're when guys recognize you're busting your ass out there doing a lot of the hustle plays they're going to find a way to get you easy buckets because they know that you should be rewarded for what you're doing you are sacrificing for the team and they are going to in turn sacrifice some pretty good looks to get a great one for you Yep. Yep. And, uh, you know, generally speaking, I I thought, um, you know, uh, we talked about how disjointed the offense looked on on night one. I definitely thought they were more connected, particularly that stretch in the second quarter where the starters came in. That kind of switched the game. Um, That little stretch, I think Al came in for Porzingis probably to save him from getting another foul for the last minute there. But really that whole back half of that second quarter where they went on that 16 to four run, I think it was 17 to six to to end that quarter and kind of flip the game a little bit that the starters, everything looked connected a lot more the way they were moving the ball and looking for each other things like Porzingis high screen whipping out to Jalen Brown you know Porzingis gets doubled whips it out to Brown in the corner for three that's just like that's how you kind of figure that you know the design is going to be you know they were getting into their sets you know if Miami was doubling they were quick to recognize it and get out of it and find the open guy you know and that's the thing that you have here is you got to be you know it's a pick your poison sort of scenario with the defense and if they're like looking for the open guy or looking for the matchup and moving it quick it's really hard to it's it's really hard to defend them it, it is I mean and I, I think that's going to be the challenge that everyone is going to have when they watch the film of this team uh, and, and one thing that I, the Celtics, I think, is going to be just an absolute killer uh, scenario for them is when they run high pick and roll action with Tatum and Porzingis. They, I didn't think they ran a ton of that th- nope. tonight. And my thinking is this. If they're able to beat a team in Miami, looking at this team now, they're, they're going to be they're going to be pretty good. 
Uh, I don't think they're going to be like title contending good, but they're they're not. They have not fallen off nearly as far as people think. Uh, the kid Drew Smith from Missouri is a hell of a shooter. Has an ugly as hell form on his shot, but damn it, it goes down. Uh, and it's, they got they have guys that are going to again. This is such a Miami Heat kind of team. Uh, not thought of to be that good. As you pointed out earlier, John, you know, kind of coming in with a little chip on their shoulder. Everyone thinks that basically they're going to suck all season. That's not going to be the case. They're going to be competitive. They're going to be scrappy. But this was a game that, again, as you look at what the Celtics are able to do, it's, it's clear as day that the Celtics are the superior team. And if, if they, we're talking best of seven series, it really shouldn't be that close say of a series. It. Boston. Don't say it. Damn it, I John. I, I was just about to say you don't it. Wanna, I was just about to say, because Bobby's going to come on here and, you know, another one of his agendas is that is this anti-heat Celtics bias. and four. That'll be Bobby. Yeah, Celtics and anti- four. I, I'm really not afraid of this team. I really don't think much of them. I'm saying it now. I don't care if five of them are out with injuries. I want nothing to do with this team in, in, in the playoffs. <laughs> I, if you're going to position yourself in the Celtics late in the season to make sure – you know, check where your seating is. Just stay out of Miami's bracket at least till the conference finals. I don't want. I don't want to deal with them. I don't care. Jimmy Butler didn't even yeah. show up tonight. He's a you know he's regular season you know, Jimmy. Fu- I'll get. I'll get there the when I get there. About, and no Caleb Martin. And, no and, Celtics killer Caleb Martin. Right. And your your point about Jimmy. Jimmy was the last one literally to show up for the game. Like me and me and uh, you know, a former colleague of ours. Yeah, me and a former colleague of ours, Barry Alley, we were just kind of basically, you know, staking out, waiting for Jimmy to come. And he comes strolling in there uh, a few minutes before Paul Pierce came strolling in there. But Paul has a reason to come in late. He's not playing. Uh, but we, listen, bottom, Jimmy, as you as you know, and we, we all know this, Jimmy, the, his clock doesn't start ticking until we get to like March, April, May. That's when he's locked into doing what he does. Uh, and you're right. He didn't really seem all that engaged in this game. Uh, he had some stretches there where he, he found himself matched up against Sam Hauser, and then he became a little activated. Uh, but for the most part, he was just kind of cool breezing this one out, which if you're the Celtics, you have to make sure you take advantage of these type of games because you are trying to stack wins up however the hell they come. You want to have every advantage possible once you get to the postseason uh, because you never know when you're going to need that extra game at home against a team that's giving you giving you a tough go at things in Miami it will be one of those teams yeah you want to stack wins at home and you want to also uh you know uh, while you're here and and you're you're you know you're it's the beginning of the year and you have everybody available before bumps and bruises start or anything else you know kind of mm-hmm. kicks in you want to get um get on the same page here uh with with one another so this is a good opportunity in the early going to really just figure out the rhythm here for Joe to work on whatever rotations and find his guys and what he's going to do. Right. Uh, and I didn't mind it. I didn't mind the contributions they got from the bench at all. I thought Pritchard gave what you needed for the short period he was in. I think Al yeah. didn't hit his shots tonight, but he still did other things. Uh, and again, good it's always, rebounding night for him. good rebounding. night. It's always valuable to have that there, you know, like when, when Porzingis goes down, um, you know, and you know, he's, he was in the foul trouble there. Um, I think once again against a team like Miami, that's really only going to play a single big all night long. You obviously don't need to go to Cornette or another big or Kada or whatever um, you have there, so that gives you more, uh, you know, options in terms of who you can bring in there. Uh, and that's what they did tonight. You know, I you, you knew this wasn't going to be a Cornette game. I was just curious who it was going to be, and it ended up being Brissett coming off the bench. You might see Stevens. 
uh, as well get a look. So, uh, you know, they'll work it through. I think, you know, as I said, is among my preseason predictions was I don't know if Hauser's going to last um, long in this rotation as a staple yeah. because I just, you know, it's um, I, I just it's not it's not a knock. I just they don't need that as much. They need other things from the bench guys. They don't need the scoring if you're going to have multiple starters out there who can create their own offense. Um, you don't need it as much. So I just I'm not really sure that's going to be his thing. Well, it's, it's not even so much that, John. It's the fact that he's not doing what he's supposed to be out and there he, to do. When he doesn't hit the I shots, mean, then it's and, pointless, and, right? Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, and, and that's that's where he's at right now. I mean, he has a very singular role because his game is built around one thing, and that is knocking down shots with Brissett. You know, Brissett shooting the ball, his, his numbers are pretty good, but Brissett understands that he has to be a high energy guy out of the dirty work. When you start looking at their bench, Guys, I think, have a very clear understanding of when they get into the game, what they need to do to stay in the game. Yeah. And Sam knows what he's supposed to do, but he's just not doing it. Uh, right. Not nearly well enough to where you can justify keeping him on the floor because the guy that we keep talking about who we haven't yet to see really out there is Lamar Stevens. I think once he gets in some semblance of playing with some regularity, he ain't leaving that rotation. Really? I mean, this is this, – He's going to be a guy that they are going to they're, – they're going to have trouble keeping him out of the lineup because the thing that he does at an exceptionally high level is he's a good wing defender. You look around the, the Eastern Conference, what, what does every team want to have coming off their bench? A guy that can be an elite defender at that wing position. And as we all know, they are going to have more than enough offensive firepower surrounding him to where he's not going to be a huge defensive liability. And it's not like you're going to be looking for him to play 25, 30 minutes a game. If he can give you 10 to 15 really good minutes, play great defense, and you've got a Tatum Brown, maybe Przingis out there, or maybe Derek White, you're going to be okay with him because he's going to take a lot of pressure off some of those guys who they won't have to defend the best wing player out there. So I, I just think that he's a guy – that once he gets an opportunity to get out there on the floor, I think he's going to do exactly what we saw Brissett do tonight, and that is make the most of that opportunity and force them to think long and hard about whether is this just going to be a every now and then throw you out there, or maybe we need to look at this more closely to see if we can get this with some kind of consistency. Right. That's what right. you want. That's yeah. what you want. That's what you want. So, I mean, again, that stuff is working itself out, and it's nice to stack wins while you're kind of figuring stuff out, um, which is what they did so far. But, you know, let's go to Mr. Player of the Game and uh, let's talk a little bit about D. White. It, it, it's not that D. White, it's not that Derek White's not capable of doing what he did tonight, Sherrod. It's that you, it's, it's almost like, like when you're surrounded by that much talent, you almost feel guilty sometimes uh, to shoot, you know, like, yeah, you know, like there was one moment Pritchard had just shot and made a three. And the next time he had the ball, his instinct was, where we, like I should shoot this one too. And then he's like, but I'm not supposed to, am I like, I'm not supposed to just come in here and just start chucking. And he did. And he circled back and he kicked it out to Hauser and they kind of spun their wheels for a little bit, but the right play actually was for him to shoot on that next possession as well. So you're, you're Derek white and you're looking around and you're like, there's Porzingis, there's Brown and there's Tatum, but I'm just going to friggin' go. Yeah. Or I'm going to, the second it hits my hands, I'm shooting. That's like the confidence of like a dead eye scorer. And it also takes some balls to do that. Cause you start bricking. I mean, I guess, you know, you get on a roll, you just keep going until you stop here. and that can, But that's not how he plays. He looks for his offense all the time. He shook off Tatum a couple of times uh, on some loose balls, got in his hands. Tatum was in the corner. He could have kicked it to him. He's like, nope, 
I'm going to go and I'm going to do my thing and, you know, take it to the basket. And, he, you know, he finished a couple of times, like takes a lot of like takes a lot of confidence to be able to play that way with, you know, what with, with all that this team has going for it. Yeah, it, it does. And the, the thing that he, I, I think, is getting a better pulse for, a better feel for, is not only recognizing his mismatches, but having the confidence to take advantage of them. You know, when he has Tyler Hero on him, he can pretty much get to the cup at will. When he's got Kyle Lowry on him, he can pretty much get to where he wanted to. And having guys around you who are encouraging you to take those shots, to take that guy on the block, you know, Derek. Again, I think that's what we see often with him is that when he has it rolling, it's almost like Tatum has to say, okay, look, I can get 25 points any day of the week. It's your night. You keep rolling. And and so that's – I think that's the unique thing about Derek White. He's a guy that has the ability, can go out there and get you 25 on any given night if he is locked in and wants to be that type of aggressive scorer. Uh, and after he knocked on a couple of shots in the fourth, you know, he just kept it rolling. Uh, yep. and, and I was I was I was pleasantly surprised at how he recognized that I've got it going on. But let me see if Jalen can get it going on, because it, it was almost like they had a relay where he scored the first nine points. Then Jalen started scoring some buckets. And then it, now in the stretch, it was basically like a, a jambalaya pot of buckets where Tatum would get a little here. Uh, you know, Drew Holiday would get something here, you know. And Brown would get his. And that's how this team is really scary. Because even when one or two guys have it rolling, you can't sleep when the other guy's on the floor with them. Right. So it, easily. It, it, exactly. It came in waves. That's what was interesting here is it, it really did. Uh, there were different hot hands at different times. And that's what, like, most teams can't do. Um, and, and that's what happened tonight. Exactly that. You know, who saw Jalen Brown coming in with 27 points the way he started the night? You know, he was 6 of 15 at one point with four turnovers, and then everything kind of changed for him after that. Um, you know, Tatum kind of got a little cold. Um, you know, he was, I think, forcing a little bit. He was, you know, launching threes. I, th- I didn't think he was playing. I didn't think offensively he was playing within the rhythm. He did it sometimes in spurts. He only got to the line three times. Uh, and you could question whether there was contact on a couple of plays who didn't get mm-hmm. he didn't get the call that happens to him from time to time. But um, then the other guys just kind of stepped it up and picked up. And as you said, Jalen Brown, uh, and then you know, uh, you know, poor Zinga started to heat up, hit a couple of shots too. So yeah, it just it, it just comes in waves. But did you see Jalen the way he started here? And again, he was six of fifteen. Uh, you know, he finished five of seven uh, there. Um, you know, he hit his threes. He had that big pull up three, top of the key. Uh, there in the fourth quarter, uh, he was driving aggressively. Had a really nice finish to his left. I know, obviously, that's a uh, an area of his game that people closely monitor. Um, his ability not to go left, to maintain possession of the ball going left, and to finish with his left. Tatum, I think, was 0 for three or 0 for four going to his left tonight. I was kind of paying attention. Same sort of stuff. He's not going as strong there. So again area of development for him, but there were a couple of times he did play through contact and I thought that was really good. A nice baseline move. So, you know, you're still seeing, you know, a little of everything here, but did you see, I mean, this was one of those games that was shaping up to be like, Oh no, Jalen, another one of these, like, you know, the rhetoric would really start to heat up if he, if he had another dud and it was shaping that way. As we said, he had those four turnovers and it was six out of 15 uh, but then, you know, he got it going with rebounding. He got it going with he got it going with energy, rebounding, right. the steals, uh, and it kind of turned his night around. 
And that's what he has to do, regardless of whether shots are going down or not. He has to play with high energy because he's he's one of the most athletic, if not the most athletic player on his roster. And he needs to be comfortable and confident and consistent with using that skill set that he has to be an impact player, even on nice when his shot isn't falling. Um, I, I thought he did a really good job of bouncing back after a, kind of a shaky start with the turnovers. But the stuff that he did in the second half is stuff that Jalen Brown has the ability to do consistently. I mean, Jay, this is a guy that was all NBA just a year ago. So it's not like we're talking about a guy that teams don't know uh, can be a difference maker and a guy that his teammates and his coaching staff uh, doesn't know can be a difference maker. It's just a matter of him being as consistent as he can with it and understanding that he doesn't have to make an impact the same way at night in and night out. Uh, I thought, again, this was a game where his energy, John, more than anything else, yep. was what kind of, kind of galvanize these guys going. I mean, one of the best plays he made was, and it was just like really has a play in the second quarter where he got that steal on the inbounds for the dunk that put him up by two points. That's a play that Jalen most nights would have just simply gone back down court and got ready to play defense, but he just kind of hovered uh, smart enough to know that, that I might be able to make a play here, and he just timed it perfectly. The ball was thrown in bounds as soon as he made a break for it, and there you go, he got an easy bucket. That's what happens. It, it, I, you know, it, it all worked out. But, you know, it, again, it's early. But, you know, when everybody's scoring high double digits, you're not going to have a lot of people like left wanting here. You know, again, looking at the box score, 22 for Tatum, 17 Porzingis, 17 Holiday, 28 White, 27 Brown. That's kind of what you're going to expect it's going to look like. That, like, it's just going to – I don't think you're going to have a lot of 30, 30 – five and eight games you know like i think that's like you know it's you have to embrace the you know hey he had the hot hand tonight and he got some more looks and then tomorrow it was you know the next day it was me and such and such i don't think it's one of those like you got to get tatum his 20 shots you got to get brown his 20 shots or else they're not gonna blah 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 you just gotta kind of just roll the ball out there and see where it goes and like these are the like again you want to see a little bit more from your bench, but these are the type of box scores I think you're going to see a lot. Nights where it's a lot of 15, 16, 17, 18 from everybody uh, up and down because, you know, they're sharing the ball and taking turns and different guys are getting hot at different times. Um, so, you know, again, all in all, I think like a big uptick, at least offensively, over what we saw on night one against a team that's historically tougher to play against, uh, right. you know, uh, defensively. Uh, and, you know, you've got, you know, Spo finds ways to give them fits. I don't think Spo had answers for anything the Celtics were doing tonight. I mean, Miami doesn't shoot, um, you know, Miami doesn't shoot um, threes the way that they were. Um, you know, in the first half, not, I mean, they were just knocking down shots, contested yeah. shots, whatever, uh, you know, this, this game probably wouldn't have been as close. Yeah. And, and Al missed, a, you know, a couple few shots that he would normally make as well. Uh, but this is what, when you look at this team, this is why this team is better than the team we saw a year ago. Uh, they so much have better. the, they have so many guys so much that better. can just absolutely take over a game for eight, nine, 10 minute stretch. And literally, the guy doing that could have been two for 10 at the start the game and then just have a six, seven minute stretch where he's the best player on the floor. And they've got more guys that can do that now than they did a year ago. Uh, and, and Derek White is certainly one of them. Uh, Jalen Brown, another one, all NBA guy. And, and Tatum is Tatum. Uh, and that is why 
I'm more bullish than I usually am about this team, about how far they can go. Yeah, and again, I, I, I'm with you. I, you know, it's you know, I said it unequivocally. I just more talent than any uh, team since uh, 2008, um, and I, and I don't think it's particularly close. Uh, you know, in terms of you know that that first six there, uh, and certainly the starting lineup. I mean, it, it's a ridiculous start. It's a ridiculous starting lineup in today's NBA. It's ridiculous to have that much talent in your starting lineup. I, I don't think people fully grasp it. It's almost like you're trying to build that perfect fantasy team where you like you nail the draft and you have so you can you can put wide receiver ones and RB ones at every single slot. Like it's almost that. Like it's a ridiculous starting lineup for for today's nba to have to, to have that uh here because again you've got white who's a bit of a steal and playing probably well beyond the money that he's currently making you know porzingis takes what he takes you know to extend here you know i mean it's you know it's not going to be this way for long because eventually the the bill's going to come due but i mean you shouldn't be able to put together this type of team in today's nba it's a ridiculous starting five right now so um you know enjoy it enjoy it as they gel um i think it's fun but i mean again that's the point is like there's no thing that happens here short of a championship that's acceptable uh you know for for, for this team that they've assembled here and i think they all know it a um, couple things we want to tell you once again want to remind you about our sponsors here at the garden report and again FanDuel, the exclusive wagering partner of the clns media network and snap into action this nfl season with FanDuel. if you haven't already the season is well underway we are in week four bobby manning absolutely squoke one out against oh, yeah. against uh against me uh this weekend in our little fantasy matchup with the late Matt Stafford garbage time touchdown, but hey, you know it was you know, fun last week too. Betting the Dolphins, and oh my goodness gracious, the <laughs> amount of dough my friends made off of Dolphins props, parlays, and this and that. Holy wow! Oh you God. all, you if you bet anything in that Dolphins game, you hit um, last week. So that was amazing. But the offer here you can get a FanDuel is uh, you you know bet five, get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. That's all you have to do is bet five, win or lose, you get that. Uh, so if you've been thinking about joining, go ahead and do it. Go to FanDuel.com slash Boston. Once again, FanDuel.com slash Boston. FanDuel, the official partner in the NFL and the exclusive wagering partner of the CLNS Media Network. You have to be 21 and over here and present in Massachusetts to take part in the deal. Hope is here. If you have any sort of issues with gambling, uh, you can go to gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support. As for that deal, restrictions do apply. The bonus bets expire in seven days. Check out terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Or what you can do is um, take advantage of this other sponsor of ours called Odds R. Go to oddsr.com slash Celtics. They're going to tell you what to bet on. They're going to use uh, AI and machine learning to kind of crunch all of the numbers and tell you what the smart bets are. Green means go. Yellow means eh, do it if you want. Red means do not do it. So all you have to do is go in there and they will tell you, hey, this is where we think the smart money is. I would, I, you know, I, I would, I, I would put your money here. Oddsr.com slash Celtics. Download the app. You get a 30 day free trial. It's definitely worth trying out. Uh, if you do have a FanDuel membership or you go sign up, uh, might as well check out Oddsr 30 day free membership when you download the app at oddsr.com slash Celtics. Um, 
moving on here, Sherrod. And again, uh, you know, we've kind of gone around the horn here uh, in what we've got. I, I, I know, like, you know, this is something Bobby talked about on our text thread. You know, the, <laughs> you know, and again, it's more a Bobby issue than anything else. But the, the, the single big versus the double big. And then when you need to do it and when you don't. And then you have someone like Bam. Bam, you know, a ma- guy like Bam. Look, there's going to be guys who are going to be difficult matchups for Porzingis. Um, you're going to have guys that have too much beef, or you have a guy like Bam who's a little bit more athletic and he can get to his spot. He got Porzingis off his feet. Porzingis can't move laterally as well. So when when Bam would get it at the elbow or, you know, uh, you know, up high a little bit and try to drive, Porzingis can't slide and stay with him. Um, so, you know, he kind of had him in a blender a couple times and got him in some foul trouble. So what? Like, like that's kind of my thinking is that's going to happen, right? Like, you can't be perfect everywhere, uh, you know. And this is one of those situations where, you know, it's that was a matchup that I think Miami recognized that they kind of had on their side. Yeah, and, and, and they went at it. And it wasn't jump. dominant, then, but they went at them. They, 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 they were yeah. like, we're going we're gonna to go for it here, and they did. Yeah, and, and that was, I mean, again, that's just Spo being Spo. Spo, that's just a smart coaching decision that he made there. But I, the thing that I, I like about the way Porzingis responded was he didn't allow those early, just basically getting his ass kicked moments, get him down. He were, at all. Well, yeah, he got the T, no. but that was it. He was mad yeah. at himself a little. Yeah, right. And and that the T, it was more of his own internal frustration than anything else. Um, so I, I like the way he was able to fight back, and he made some good plays at the defensive end of the floor. The thing that I've been most impressed about with him is just the consistency in which he contests shots at the rim. Uh, he's not going to – I don't think – he's even though he's ranked among the top ten in block shots per game for like the last four or five years, he's been consistent with that. He's not viewed as a major shot blocker. Uh, he I, When I've watched him play, he's a guy that seems to be more of a, a shot block spurt kind of guy where he'll have four or five games where he's just really dominant in that regard and then he'll have five or six games where he's nowhere to be found. But what I'm, I am seeing consistent from him is the ability to contest shots, not only of, of the guys that he's guarding, but also of the guys that are getting in the paint that he's supposed to be patrolling. Uh, I, I thought in the second half he did a much better job of contesting shots that Bam was taking. And no, not a surprise, Bam wasn't nearly as dominant. Uh, that's something that, again, he's he's going to be a work in progress for these guys all season long, becoming that defensive presence that they're going to need from him. Uh, and and it, for Al Horford, I think Al understands that there's a pretty good likelihood that I'm going to get on the floor early because he's going to pick up a couple of fouls and they're going to need me to be a diff- defensive presence. Uh, so this was, again, I think this is a really good game for Porzingis. Uh, he's showing the ability to bounce back from a rough start, whereas in New York, he just kind of had it cooking from the jump. And that's the thing is, again, it's like, you know, the reason, you know, the reason I'm the biggest advocate for, you know, not doing the double big that often is um, to be able to have Al come in and fill in for uh, Porzingis rather than playing them together and playing them both tons of minutes. Um, You know, Porzingis with the 30 minutes tonight, largely because of the foul trouble and Al at 25, I can live with that split, you know, Uh, and, uh, you know, a little bit of overlap if you need it. But again, I mean, 
how often do you need to go double big against someone's bench? You know, like I can understand a couple of times if you're getting beat up on the glass for some reason, you know, certain teams where you might feel you got to lean on it a little bit more. But I mean, in today's NBA, you, th- I mean, with the length and the strength that they have everywhere, two big guards, two extremely long wings. Like, I, I just don't think that you need, I, I just, I, I, you know, I, I don't understand why you need it or, you know, why, you know, so badly or why you would want to do it. So uh, again, against a team like Miami, it makes perfect sense that they would not, you know, go there. No, it's a great luxury to have to know that you can go that route if you need to, but that's the question. How often do you really need to do that? Uh, I, I, I'm with you on, on the Al coming off the bench uh, scenario. Uh, I, I think Al understands that that's what they need from him. They don't need him to be a starter. Uh, they yeah. really don't. Uh, and if he is true to his, you know, what he says about wanting to win a championship, then he'll do what the, what the hell has to be done to do that. And for this team to be successful, Al coming off the bench is the best scenario for both him, for his own longevity in this league, and for the team overall. And and so they're, they're, they're still figuring out how to make that work. But I, I, I thought this was a definite step in the right direction. He's got to make some shots. He needs to do better in that regard. But other than that, this was the kind of game you're going to need from him coming off the bench. Yeah, totally. Um, And hold on one second. I'm trying to get uh, Joe Mazzula post game here talking about Derek White. Uh, Give me one second. I'll load that up. But yeah, I I liked Al what he did there. Uh, You know, when he's knocking down shots, obviously even better. Um, but you know, gave the game exactly what it needed here, which was a little bit of relief, you know. Yeah, uh, Joe did too. I mean, Joe gets. I mean, Joe. This was a much better game, I thought, from an X's and O's lineup matchup type, you know, situation than the Knicks game. Um, this was a good one for Joe. I mean, how much of that is just basically his decision to either to play Cornet or not play Cornet? Facts, <laughs> facts. I mean, when when Luke did not get in the first half, I'm thinking like this is going to be a good coaching game for Joe. Luke, you just don't need him. And even when you think you do need him, do you really, really need him? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not really sure. Here's, uh, as we said, um, you know, Derek White was definitely the guy tonight, uh, the player of the game. Uh, the way he took over that fourth quarter, I think it was eight straight points uh, at one point and just hitting threes and the, the, ch- the blocks and the defense. I mean, just legit everywhere five of seven from three six rebounds three assists three blocks absolute animal uh here's uh joe mazula gushing about d white after the game like the plays he made tonight were sick like they were just sick plays um and like so a word you can describe it and um i thought it was he that's just what he does regardless of like you said uh he has the humility uh to do what's best for the team and when you, his number is called uh, he shows up regardless of what's happened, and like uh, that's big for us. But um, each guy out there today, you know, made tough plays, and I think the cool thing is we can get so much better tactically on both ends of the floor. But as long as we do it together and do it with toughness, we we got a chance. There it is. You know, who else got a chance? Joe Sway, Thanks, my dude, make an impact here. Yeah, jump on in, buddy. Um, you know, I, I don't know if you saw me cracking up there when you guys were talking about the uh, Luke Cornette thing, because literally, and, and you, you guys can easily see this happening, but Brissett grabbed, I think, his third offensive rebound. And I turned to – In I like turned, two minutes. Yeah, in two minutes. I turned to Bobby and I go, and that's why Luke might have some trouble, you know, getting playing time this year. Because guys <laughs> like that, man, like, you know, I'm, start, I'm finally starting to understand this whole, like, 
uh, what was it that Joe Mazzullo called it? A start by committee. I don't think he meant it in that way. I, I think he meant it as like anybody has a chance to have a big game. So, you know, the way the game ends is what he's focused on because who's going to be the guy that he has to say, mm, all right, you've been playing great, but you're going to have to sit. You know what I mean? Because in, in my mind, I took it now, I take it as throughout training camp, he's he saw so many options. He saw so many guys that are all committed to defense. And like he said right after this game, it starts with Tatum and Brown. I mean, look at Jalen Brown, the effort he's putting towards on that end of the floor. I mean, it, it just changes everything. And obviously that stuff is, you know, it, it's contagious and, and it sends the right message. But when you have guys like Drew Holiday and Derek White, I mean, they're already programmed in that, in that sense. But it's they're the other lunatics. Right. Exactly. That's a, that's a good way to put it. And, and it's just it's a it's a culture building thing right and you're seeing that and you know joe doesn't want to get too ahead of himself but obviously you know he's impressed with what he saw but he's like listen guys it's game two i mean we, we need to this has to be consistent and that was always a big issue with this team last year but it's obviously a, a start in the right direction and that's what we said Josue. i thought that's what we liked uh most was brown like i think both Brown and Tatum's tendencies when things aren't going well is to try to shoot their way out of it. And that's what they've always done in the past. And if it works, great. But when it doesn't, then there would be the the slumping, sagging shoulders, and then the 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 and then the not getting the not committing to defense because you're in your own head and you're bummed out. And it's the opposite that needs to happen. Jalen Brown's game turned around tonight with energy, not with like, right. he wasn't, he was coming up, he was bricking threes and coming up short on everything in the lane and he was turning the ball over. He was not flowing offensively at all. Right. And he completely turned his night around with energy. You know what, too? I'll take it a step further, too. And, and again, this, is, this isn't a knock, right? I, I'm just talking about with the culture. This is just who they were, right? After those two guys, typically, right, last year when they didn't have it, who was the third guy that would say, okay, guys, you guys don't want to do it. I will. It was Marcus. It was Marcus. Now that that didn't always take away from his defense, but it just it was part of their culture. That's just what the offense did. I mean, when Tatum and Brown didn't have it, everyone was kind of shy because Derek White wasn't that guy to be like, "Hey, give me the ball. I'm going to take care of things." So it would be Marcus, and and I felt like it was maybe there was a way to stop that pattern. But now that you see what this team looks like now, you see those big, huge differences that teams like the Miami Heat take advantage of, right? And he did a really good job, too, in getting Chris Porzingis out of the game. Did a really good job in uh, forcing Joe Mazzula to say, you know what, Pritchard, this is not going to be your night tonight. I want you to have a seat. Because the moment those guys checked in, or maybe not, well, the moment um, Pritchard checked in, anybody who could get a switch on him, they had him down low for, for a mismatch, right? And then in the second half, watching Chris Porzingis you know, play out there with four fouls, Bam Adebayo essentially did the same thing, right? Took him to the block, just kept trying to get him to foul. I even thought he, they took a step further, and sometimes he would bring the ball up so that Porzingis had to go guard him. And then Missoula made the switch of having Jalen guard him, but Miami would find a way to get that mismatch either way. But then Al Horford checks in. He's able to close things out. I mean, that's something I think that could happen throughout the season naturally, organically, right? Not with Porzingis having to be in foul trouble. But obviously, you know, that was, that was the case tonight. But that, that's the type of thing that I think can happen uh, again, you know, throughout the season, if, if Porzingis, you know, some kind of mismatch or some kind of issue there, you can always have Al come off the bench. He's going to give you that energy. You know, we're seeing that in the first two examples. Uh, the second he comes in, he's making a play. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, uh, you know, and there's a tendency among fans. And again, we were even talking about it on our on our on our thread during the game, uh, you know, and, you know, early on things aren't looking good in the first quarter and i'm not i'm not slandering bobby here but bobby's like hey they're gonna have a trouble with you know i could see them having trouble against this sort of lineup and like my my response is 
you got to look at it at the flip side. Every single team will have problems with with the Celtics lineup every night. Yeah. Like, don't worry about what you can't do. Look at what you can do relative to what other teams are able to do, right. like, you know, either to you or to stop you. It's very little. Like, who can – like, what team is equipped to be able to handle – this Celtic starting lineup, no one, they're just going to do their best. They're going to slug it out, but nobody's like every night. It's like, how are we going to deal with blank? It's really, really, really a problem. And that's the thing is like in a war of attrition, you're just eventually going to wear a lot of teams out where it's like, well, we were able to take Tatum away, but this guy went off and this guy went off and this guy went off. I mean, I was saying with Gerard, Derek White almost had 30 it's points. a legit insane starting lineup for today's NBA to have that much talent everywhere. And then you have a guy like Derek White going off for 28 and and it not being like this wasn't like the Kelly Olynyk game, you know, where you <laughs> yeah. know it's like get out oh, the God. way, and give him the ball, right? Yeah, right. it's like how did that happen? Derek <laughs> White absolutely can do this, you yeah. know, like, and that's that's what's bananas with this team. Yeah, no, 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 no question. Right. Is. Again, we go back to this team. How do you how do you match up against this team, knowing that they've got guys? that can have really, really amazingly awesome games and do that routinely. It's not it's, it's not like, man, he just had it going this night. No, that's just kind of what he does most nights when he gets a decent amount of shots. Um, the one thing that I, I, I'm still um, – when Joe talks about, you know, still got room to grow, that kind of stuff, uh, I still think the defense needs to get better. Um, the defense – they, Miami doesn't have a lot of firepower, and so your defense will probably look better against them than it probably is. Uh, I want to see them when they're playing teams that have two, three, four guys potentially who can go out there and get you 20. How are they going to defend that? Uh, Luke is a guy I'm really – or not Luke. Um, Porzingis is a guy that like really <laughs> – Nah, I've got lemon squares on my mind. My bad. Um now, the thing about Porzingis is, is, is that, you know, he's I'm, – I'm curious to see how he adapts his game defensively as he has to deal with different types of bigs. Because, uh, you know, against the big, strong, bulky guys, I love his – I love what he can do. But against athletes like Bam, ooh, I don't know. I don't know if that's a good matchup for him. Actually, I know it's not a good matchup for him. Can, but can he do enough to justify his being on the floor – uh, for extended periods of time, which is what you want. Because, I mean, he fouled out tonight with about three minutes to go. Uh, and, and that's, you know, you don't want to see that. But I'm, my concern is that the, when he's when they're playing athletic bigs like Bam, we may see more of this where he's in foul trouble or he's on a bench or he fouls out with time on the clock. So um, that's an area that I'm, 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 I'm somewhat concerned about them defensively, particularly with Porzingis. Right, he's doing his best. No, you're right. I mean, I just think Bam, he had that quick first step going more in the second half. He adjusted. But, yeah, it's a good point. I mean, the Denver Nuggets, the teams like you know, the Phoenix Suns, um, I, I think could obviously offer mismatches and, and sort of put Porzingis in that tough spot, especially late in the fourth quarter. So, no, that, that's a really good point. But I, I just think when you have everybody on the same page and the same focus defensively, it, it just it helps, you know. I just think the Miami Heat did a really good job of just well, bam, I should I should say. But uh, some, did a terrific job of just getting in the most, chat here. Like in the most important Porzingis. 
real quick, Rob couldn't handle Bam. He, you know, he didn't have the discipline. You know, he was he would leave his feet. You know, it's just he, he didn't he didn't have the discipline to be able to play Bam uh, to extend out on him to stop him from hitting those free throw jumpers. I mean, he you know he he would kill the Celtics with those. You know, Celtics play and drop and just giving him friggin' free throws. They did that all series last time. Um, you know, there's no you know Porzingis did his best. It's not going to happen. It's the same thing when we talk about like. Well, who's going to stop Embiid? Literally no one alive. God. Like, no one. Like, why are we talking about it? No one can stop him. There's nobody who can stop, you know? So there's sometimes you're just going to have matchups that are tougher, and you just live with that. You know, that's – it's it's not the end of the world. It, it, you, you Nobody can do everything. Um, and so, you know – Porzingis can do some stuff well and he can stay home and he can block shots and he can stay competitive there, but it's going to be tough. You know, some matchups are going to be tougher. The big thing for him though, John, is just figuring out a way to stay on the floor. Like, I mean, it's one thing to go out there and get your he ass. Knew it. That's why he was mad. Yeah. I mean, and, and again, you're, you're right. I mean, no one is going to completely shut down guys like Bam, but find a way to keep your ass on the floor, uh, find a way to contest shots and, and not just, Pick up foul after foul after foul. He's got to be. He's got to be smarter about that stuff. He knew it. You could tell his frustration wasn't with the calls. It was God. He's like, stay, stay on your feet. Don't go for that fake. Like, like, like I know better than to him. do that. Yeah, he's like, come on. I know you know how to play it straight up. You know, and he wasn't. He was, you know, and he was, and they were fouls that weren't even like, like, good fouls. Like that last even, one. Like yeah, but one. it wasn't like a mugging where, like, I'm just yeah. not going to let him score. He beat me. It was, it was like, like, I like just got to discipline to right. not yeah. let him rub off against me here and blah, blah, blah. It was just ticky-tack stuff that he was – that he just, you know, he could have avoided a few of those. Um, uh, and I think that's what he was getting annoyed with um, uh, with there. So, yeah, that's that's a, that's – you know, part of it is just yeah. he's seven foot three. He's not, you know, he's going to he doesn't have the lateral mobility of someone as athletic as Bam. So he's going to, you know, be trailing him sometimes. He's just got to use his length to recover and just try to play it clean. And, you know, he just yeah, he, he, he had a rough couple possessions there. But again, it wasn't it was it was far from a nightmare. Well, I mean, speaking of rough couple of possessions, I can't remember who had the preseason prediction about Sam Hauser out of the rotation by December. Was that you, Zanis? Man, it's looking pretty good right now. That that's that's looking like Nostradamus <sighs> like right now. <laughs> I had I, I had two. First of all, one one was the Hauser, and again I I, I say this with no malice because I wanted to play him last year because I thought they needed the shooting badly. I just think they need the energy guys a little bit more this year, and the shooting yeah. is they don't need as much because every the top six can all shoot. Um, well, and that wasn't have the to case. worry about that from him the, getting shooting because he's not giving him that. Um, so right now he's not giving it to him even when he's out there. But the other is I'd rather just have some energy guys, and that's what you got out of Brissett. My second one was the Cornet D- more DNP CDs than games played. Ooh. I'm back to even. I'm back to even with that. Bobby's Bobby's 50 games for Holiday to start was honestly the worst prediction anyone's ever made on our on our show. Uh, that one that one's already in a that one's already close to toast. But, I mean, uh, other, I, other than the fact that he's basically played more games than that for damn near the last decade. Yeah. Um, but the problem with Hauser is the faith. Like, here's like, it, he can only do what he's going to do. He's out there for very little time. They just don't have enough faith to play him long minutes. He got out there. He got two shots. He made one of them on that kind of was that offensive rebound 
Yeah, maybe was that Brissett? I forget what it was. I think that was Brissett that, that set Brissette. that up. Oh, okay. yeah. Which was great. And that's it. That's all he got to do. That's all he got to do. Yeah, it's a tough spot for him. But he was fine. They were plus six in his minutes. For for the lack of bench production, for everybody getting all over these guys for for sucking, Hauser plus six, Brissette plus seven. Hauser plus six in 10 minutes. Brissette plus seven in 14 minutes. Uh, Horford plus seven in 25 minutes. Pritchard plus eight in 13 minutes. There was a positive impact when the bench guys were on the floor. Uh, it wasn't as bad as everybody said. You're not getting the scoring from it, but you got what you needed from those guys when they were out there. And that was more than enough tonight. It was, it, it's, you know, th- it wasn't like last game. Th- th- this was, they were perfectly fine in their roles. You'd like to get more. You want to have, it'd be nice to have, I mean, look, you had the luxury of what? Having the sixth man of the year last year. You know, you had Malcolm Brogdon coming in capable of dropping 25 off the bench. They clearly don't have that. You don't have your quickly. You don't have your Brogdon. Uh, you don't have, you know, a lot of things. So, um, you know, they don't have that. But they, uh, I thought they were fine tonight. I thought they were fine. And they're going to be fine. I mean, they're, they're going to be fine. They're, they're, but they need to, again, develop a consistent style of play and, and impact. And, and guys have to figure out their roles and execute their roles with consistency. Because that's, I mean, when you look at the Denver Nuggets, the, the reigning champions, they're, I don't think that they have lots of, they didn't have, I don't think, a lot of great individual talent. They just had guys who had roles and they did those roles their entire damn season. And when the playoffs rolled around, they just basically did the same thing they did for 82 games. And that's, if you're the Celtics, that's kind of where you need to start trending as the yeah. season progresses, developing those habits that when the playoffs roll around, you're doing the same shit in the playoffs that you've been doing all regular season, which got you that great record. Right. Um, that's that's, that, that's the challenge for them. That's exactly why Joe Mazzulla doesn't want to get ahead of himself, right? It's only been two games. You know, he, he, he likes what he sees. I don't think he's even surprised at this point. He's impressed. I mean, he's at a point where he just wants to see consistency because he knows what this is like. He's been in this. He's been a head coach, and he, he had that first year, and he knows the ups and downs of a regular season. Yeah, I think that's that's a, that's a great point, Sherrod. That, that's spot on. I mean, it's got to be all the day's work. You know, it's got to be it, – it's got to come naturally. And I, I don't think he's seeing this roster as like, okay, you know, this is set here and this role is here. I mean, I, I think he knows guys – which guys can have a chance to take down a role, right, or at least secure a role all season long. But I, I think there's so many options in this team that he wants to see who can, you know, who can carve out that role and stick to it all season long. Like, like, like you said, I mean, this Hauser – you know, cement, you know, a, a, a role that they can rely on. You know, is it Brissette? Is it something that we can always see every single night? I mean, he's got a few options here, but either way, there has to be some consistency coming from off that bench. Like, I, I do think that's a really important uh, part of this team, that the reliable pieces off the bench, guys who, who, who aren't named Al Horford, you know what I mean? Pritchard, Hauser, Brissette. I mean, those are kind of the, the guys that we have in mind right now, and, and I think they all could yeah. take, you know, take on a, a, a valuable role for this team. Yeah. All right. We're going to hear from uh, JB. This is a Bobby Manning um, uh, question to Jalen Brown here about uh, kind of coming on in the fourth quarter here. I was just being aggressive. Um, that was it. I felt like I had some some good looks. Um, yeah, 
didn't go down, but stayed with it. I was able to come out and, and make some shots to him down the line. Um, and just, just being aggressive, you know, kind of finding your flow, but just being aggressive every time you touch the ball. Is there anything you look back on from the first game that adjusted to, or was it just Miami guarding you guys a different way that allowed you to free out? They guarded us a different way. You know, I was looking to get KP going. Um, they had uh, Kevin Love, he was showing. Right, so they were trying to get back to him and take away his pick and pops and stuff because he puts a lot of pressure on that. So it was a different look from the last game. Um, and uh, each game is going to continue to be different. We just got to be able to make the right reads and, and come out and, and play basketball. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not as uh, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Meant to bring in our boy Bobby here. And Bobby, there you go. Jalen Brown didn't start great, um, but energy, uh, the energy shifted. Yeah, and that's what Jason <laughs> just said. It did. Big reason, big reason Jalen got the ball. I see what so you did there. It did, though. It was, it, it was his energy. Yeah. Yeah, and some great plays in the mid-range in this game. I, I thought he couldn't, and many other Celtics in this game, couldn't access the rim easily. A lot of missed layups, but also some great rim protection from Miami. They had some double big looks that really bothered them on the inside, and Brown had a couple misses in there early. Uh, but just some incredible plays by him late in this game. My favorite one, John, was when he picked up the dribble. Bam was in there trying to you know, smack the ball loose from him. Saw him coming, picked up the dribble, turned, and shot right over Lowry. Uh, he had mismatches on him for a lot of this game, whether it was Drew Smith, whether it was Lowry. I know Joe Sway was saying, you know, these guys are too small to guard him, and he took advantage of them with jump shots. And with some uh, good finishes, he had an offensive rebound put back too. I love the way Jalen responded in this game. We talked about him a lot over the last two games, John. Where does he find his looks? How big of a player can he be in this offense? And then he comes out and scores the second most points in this game against a tough defense. So the one thing I'll always say about him is he might be the best player on this team at beating tough defense. Obviously, he's a tough shot maker, but also a great finisher against some of these uh, talented shot blockers so they're gonna eat them in spots like this there was a big stretch in the first half where they struggled to put the ball in the basket and he broke it open obviously Derek White deserves a ton of credit for this game too but I was super impressed I thought the story of this game was how Brown bounced back from really a no-show in the fourth quarter of that opening night game yeah, and then a, and a rough-ish start to this one where just offensively he was out of rhythm. Shots were coming up short. He was his his three-pointer looked off the mark, um, and you know he was a little sloppy with the ball, with kind of careless turnovers, not even forced turnovers uh, by the defense, and then completely uh, turned it around. And yeah, you're right. That's one of the things Brown does. He's 
um, he's that kind of the the you know he can beat you know he's the unlocker he the top defensive because if you're gonna if there's gonna be a slight knock on the Celtics slight knock uh, on 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 the starting lineup uh, the, athletically they're not superior athletically I mean you've got a seven foot three guy who is a unicorn you know so I mean but you're not expecting him to be you know the, the most athletic guy on the floor uh you know Tatum White they're not superior athletes uh you know even Holiday uh Br- Brown is the Brown is the athlete Horford certainly not they're not the most athletic team um there so sometimes you do need Brown to just be physically better than the, you know, than the people around him to get those kind of tough buckets uh, when things get ugly. And that's what he did a lot last year when Tatum would be running into doubles or tough defensive assignments. Jalen was kind of better at just beating his man. Yeah. And right. I see a lot and of people it, talk. Oh, go ahead. Just wait. No, I was going to say real quick. I, I think his, his defense would really triggers that, you know, a lot of times last year when he couldn't find that rhythm, I, I don't want to say he checked out, but I feel like he would get so in his head that he would sort of just wait for the next possession instead of, trying to lock down defensively and, you know, get something that would get him going. Because obviously we know once he gets that open floor, he's off to the races and very few people can keep up with him. So I just think he's he's locked in more defensively knowing that, okay, maybe this is not my quarter. Maybe this is my half. But if I can get some stops, if I can get a couple layups going and get more involved in the offense, I can easily get, my own, get myself, you know, a, a few buckets. And all of a sudden I'll get a couple threes and, and that's when the momentum shifts, you know. Yeah, and he's never been a big offensive rebounder, Josue, but he got involved in that area too in this game. I thought they all embraced and dominated in that area in a That's game true. where they really needed it. I mean, they would not have had a chance in this game, Sherrod, without the offensive rebounding they they you know, did throughout this game. Just dominance in that area. They overwhelmed Miami there. And it wasn't just one guy either. And, and that's what we've seen in Everybody. the past where, you know, whenever they have those nights where they're doing a good job on the boards, particularly the offensive glass, it's usually one guy, but they had multiple guys making their presence felt. Uh, and, and, you know, the thing about Jalen, this was just him simply utilizing the athleticism that he has in a way that we don't normally see it. I mean, Jalen, I, I think Jalen could be a very impactful offensive rebounder from that wing position simply because from an athleticism standpoint, he can jump higher and quicker than a lot of guys on the floor. Yeah. And so, you know, it, 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 the more you start thinking about it, it's just like, well, why the hell isn't he a better offensive rebounder? It's not yeah. like he doesn't have the ability or skills to do that. Uh, it's, it's a want to. Uh, it's not something that I, I think he wants to necessarily do a really great job at. But – when they go back and look at the film, this might be the game where you're just like, well, you know what, Jalen, I know you can do X, Y, Z, one, two, and three, but damn, these offensive rebounds, we might want to have a conversation about you crashing the glass a little bit more because uh, that's something I think he could be very good at. Well, you guys mentioned it earlier with um, kind of the contagious uh, effort of, uh, of Holiday and White. You do. I mean, I'm not going to say like they're pressuring Tatum and Brown into doing those types of things because they do do those things and they're capable of doing those things. Just not necessarily always because their focus is so often on scoring. And someone in the comments made a good point. Like sometimes when you've got to be like the focal point of the offense, it takes a great deal of effort and focus and energy. And, you know, being able to put it on both sides is sometimes not something that you can necessarily do all the time. I'm not saying they're taking breaks here with this team, but uh, there's not as much of a burden. So you can allow yourself to impact the game in different ways. But when you're seeing friggin' white and holiday, I mean, the white block 
was ridiculous. He's out of bounds. You know, <laughs> you know what it looks like, John. He's out of bounds, and honestly, I think, I think, I think, seventeen thousand people at the Garden, and myself, thought he was going to block it like mm. the whole time. I'm like, oh God, here come, here it comes, here it comes, and he got there. You know, like that's just banana land. And like Holiday had one too, and then Holiday, yeah. they're just flying and grabbing. Boards John, it looks just, like it looks like White just cloned himself and now there's two whites running around out there before you said that i was gonna say it felt like he saw drew and he was like oh i'm good and it's like no no you got another guy now it's white yeah. <laughs> like oh or maybe you forgot or maybe you like you just said bobby you thought that was white but no he's, he's coming behind you and he's about to no, block I, you right now that as, first as, one as much as i've wanted to see double big as much as i want to see horford in the starting lineup it's been pretty here we cool go bobby here we go it's see been pretty it. cool it's been pretty it's okay. cool watching those guys play together you can apology cam your your take on the double big and then and then oh, jimmy's and gonna then be deli- pissed, though and you then deliver know. your cornet eulogy right after that <laughs> no but i mean tonight I, I do think it probably would have been smart to start with that look just go, given the way it went with porzingis here especially in the first half no. And even late, yeah, I, I, I was, I kept turning to Joe Sway, and it's like Bam is just killing him, and it didn't matter in the end. But there's a world where. But his... weren't all the other Celtics killing all the other Heat? You understand that by bringing Horford in to do double big, that means either White or Holiday, who we just gushed over, aren't in the game, which means you don't get that. Like you remove it's a fine line. It was a close game. You can't game, play John. six guys. Like that's the thing is like how much are you losing when you don't have those two in the game? They're insane, Bobby. They literally yeah. change the they change the tenor and tempo of the entire game when they're in there. They're such a pain in the ass. But defensive backcourt, they do everything right. Plus, also offensively, you took the ball out of Tatum's hands in the fourth quarter, which I thought was big because it didn't need to be in his hands there uh, because those guys were controlling a little bit more and making good reads and right decisions. Double big takes all that away just to stop one guy. I don't think it's. I don't think you're looking at the trade-off. Yeah, and I guess the the advantage to the way it went is that the ball went toward Bam a little bit more than it did Jimmy, which was a good thing in this game. So there's a trade-off there for sure. But you were trailing for a lot of this game and his pressure on the rim. Just the first quarter. And when did things turn around? The foul around? trouble on Porzingis was a big reason for that. When, when, did the game, when did the game turn around and who was on the floor? Yeah, it was it was your small O'Shea. look. But. Second, no, second quarter. O'Shea came in and gave some bench energy. And then the starters... For the back half of the second quarter, went on a sixteen to four run and flipped the script. Yeah, yeah. The, you, you they just had a rough start. Foul. They had a rough. They had a rough start to the game. That's all that happened. Yeah, you, you survived the foul trouble in this one. It's it's just I can see some games, some opponents, but that's going to be an issue, and you're going to have to play matchups a little bit here. And you know, Horford, to his credit, has played well coming off the bench, even in this one, scoring zero points, did some good things, and then of course had a close because Porzingis fouled out. Uh, but I do think you saw the challenges of going single big the way they did in this one. You're right, John. The offense stretched Miami out. There were too many options for the Heat to guard in this That's one. what you get. 
but, that's what we're talking about is you're worried about what you don't have with a certain lineup instead of worrying like all of the things that you do have and all the problems that you cause and they cause so many problems with that lineup uh, it's just it's hard to defend and also just the defense and the energy and the pressure that they're putting on the guards uh and just being able to switch and do all of the things and you know, you know, everybody can rebound. Everybody can, you know, handle the ball. Everybody can shoot. It's just, it's such a complete lineup. Uh, it's, it's just, they, 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 they can do so much out there. I think Horford gums it up a little bit, you know? Yeah, he, for sure. Yeah. And he, and you saw some sl- slower moments from him tonight. I know you didn't like Tatum's passes to him that got turned over, but yeah, that was Tatum's fault. He had a tough time corralling those in, too. Uh, But one was in no man's lane. You throw a ball, you bounce past one to a big guy in the lane in traffic. That's got a one in five success rate. Tatum had some bad turnovers tonight. He really did. And then he had the other one. He flips it to him, and he's chasing it out of bounds, you know, and he's got to go get it. And it just – but those back-to-back possessions weren't great. He didn't put him in a good spot. Yeah, for sure. And that's probably the one – issue you still have coming out of this game I, I think you turn the ball over more in this game than you did on opening night you end with um how many exactly here i saw them get to 13 but it ended up being 15 so still too many turnovers a lot of those were or at least a handful of those were brown forcing turnovers and then giving Sloppy. it right back yeah so those weren't killers but there were a few moments here where tatum you know the screen and roll the pritchard where he overthrew him the Horford passes you mentioned, uh, they weren't devastating. Like they ended up being in that Knicks game a lot of the times, uh, but the sheer total here was still pretty high. And that's something that they're going to have to work out. But I do love the moments where they pass well in this game. There were some great looks. Brown in particular had Porzingis posting up at one point and saw that love was cheating in and was probably going to pick off the pass. So he fired at, I think it was white in the corner and hit him for a three. Uh, and then there was a great pass by Porzingis drawing two. And I've talked about how Porzingis hasn't really shown his passing skills yet. He's focused on scoring as he should and shooting. But he started to play in the post a little bit more in this game. His three wasn't really there. And then the Heat started doubling him, and he hit Brown for a big three in the second half. So as much as the Celtics turned the ball over in this one, you saw them make some really good reads here too. And, of course, they closed the game making some sensational reads between White, Brown, and um and uh, holidays. So I, I, what I love most about this game is that they keyed in, the heat keyed in on Tatum and Porzingis mostly took them away and you ended up with white holiday and Brown beating them. So there's a flexibility there offensively that beat the heat. I just think this new backcourt just changes things in a big way, especially with this matchup against the heat, man. They don't have Gabe Vincent. They can't counter the shooting with Struess. You know, Kyle Lowry's not getting any younger. And they just ran him up and down the floor, man. Hero found his, his offense, but did it even matter in this one? Like, especially and you know what's great, too, Josue? The reason that Holiday and White were so involved is that you can attack those heat guards. So they're the ones in the screening action a lot of times, setting up Brown and Tatum to go after those guys. It's that old issue that the Heat had that made them go to zone a couple of years ago is how vulnerable the Heroes and Robinsons and Lowry's of the world are. I mean, they have no answer for that right now. Yeah. Holiday's my new Rob. I'm I'm declaring it two days in. (laughs) (laughs) That's your favorite? Uh, uh, Dude. I've been a holiday guy for years. I like, I, I, I love everything about his game. I, uh, you know, I, I, I like Brad started with a triple I, double tonight, man. It's crazy. Like Brad, I wanted him on the team three years ago, four years ago, you know, like I, you know, 
when he first got traded, I was like, you know, and, and there was some conversation about it, you know, uh, I, so. Yeah, I remember you bringing him up during the Marcus Smart thing. Like, are you guys kidding me? You wouldn't. It's like, yeah. remember those conversations? Like, yeah. And you, even you with literally, the Kemba, I remember the Kemba. You literally look at every starting point guard in the NBA. You'd be like, Mike uh, Conley, what do you guys think about that? Like, we were literally going through potential replacements. And I remember you saying, I think we all agree. Like, Drew Holiday, yeah. that's a. That's you were a, big when the Bucks did it. Yeah. That's an upgrade. Bucks. I was big when Mark. the Bucks did it. I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying it for the victory lap. I just like the player a ton. And now that he's here, the only fear was, like, did he slow down? Did you get him too late? I mean, sure, it might happen at any point in time. It doesn't look like it. I mean, he's he's a friggin' and I mean, he is just everywhere. He's, and he's so got. A, he's got to remember too, guys. He's got a chip on his shoulder, man. Like you, you have to, right? <laughs> you get, yeah. get traded from the Bucks, and you get in this, you're put into this great situation. This incredible franchise legacy means everything. Like I just, I just think all of that. It's all relative, you know. It just yeah. it, it not only rejuvenates your spirit but it obviously you're going to see that on the floor but yeah that little sequence where he scored from white on that cut and then brown stole the inbounds it was all celtics from that point on yeah it was it was good it was it seemed like an it was a fun game uh we're close it up take the weekend off we're back on what monday who who, who they got monday wizards the Wiz. yeah they got they're down in dc that could be a nice rest night (laughs) for me yeah so um <laughs> load management here that's we right. come that's what i thought you meant bobby here i'm like wait a minute we're on we're on air guys that's that's a that's a that's a that's a john zanis load management night uh final thoughts Sherrod, anything to close here no this was a great game i mean this this is i i think you're seeing glimpses of how potentially great this celtics team can be uh and the fact that it really is like playing you know russian roulette with this with this team as far as what how they can beat you uh, I'm like you, John. I've been a big Drew Holiday fan going all the way back to when he was before he got to Milwaukee, when he was in New Orleans. Uh, I, I felt in Philadelphia. I think he's been one of the most underrated point guards of his generation. Period. Um, he does so many things that are all about winning. It's it's very little that he does that seems a self promotional me 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 type thing. Uh, and for this team, they needed that. They needed a guy who was all about that. So. Yeah, man, I just can't wait oh. to see uh, who who's next, right? Who's who's going to lead this team to score? Who's going to be who's going to have that that game? You know, I I, I do believe it's, it's going to be someone else. Like it's going to be almost every single night uh, another Maybe guy. Al. It, it is Al. it is remarkable that you Maybe. had Tatum and Porzingis with thirty plus, and then two totally different guys lead you. Two different players hey. with the top two point totals. Uh, Especially on, against on. a team like the Washington Wizards, man, it could be anyone. Shit, it could be out. <laughs> like like uh, like Sherrod said, wouldn't <laughs> wouldn't surprise could be you. You just wait. Could be you, Joe Sway. It I could mean, have been. It could have been years wizards. ago, Rod. But that's another story. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very excited about yeah. White. He seems to be stepping into a new level of confidence here. You saw the pull-up three where he's you know, screaming and yelling. And uh, the blocks in this game, as we've talked about over and over again, were super impressive. And this is why you didn't want to – oh, there's a message from Jay King. Oh, yo, Jay. Yo, hold on what a second, Bobby. Let me get you deserve that. So there's a – there's a defensive on, poise, obviously, but an offensive involvement that I just love from him right now. It's 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 why I didn't want to see him go to the bench. I, I, as long as it wasn't him, I was fine with it being Horford. I was fine with it being Drew. But he was not the guy you should have been sending to the bench. And his involvement so far and his success so far, super impressive and needs to continue. I mean, he's going to be an X factor on a lot of nights for this team. And, John, the fact that they let him run the offense late was awesome. 
Oh, that was, again, that was one of my favorite things. It's, you know, I don't want Point Tatum ever. I Especially don't with the turnovers. I, I, I hate the idea at first, but I'll now. Scream no. it from the mountaintops. No. So, yes, I love that. I do not like, we've seen it for years. You got a lead, walk it up the floor. Entire offense stagnates, bad shot. You know, like, no, 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 no. There was some Keep real pace to the late game offense. Have it? these guys moving the ball, you know, working it around. Please, like, that's what you got it for. That's what one of the things I said about game one. I felt it looked like the same old Celtics. You turned Holiday into, into Marcus Smart, took the ball out of his hands, ran the same stuff. I, I liked it so much better tonight in that fourth quarter. I, 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 you know, and, and, and for a lot of the game, but not doing exactly that. And, and you know, and look how it came out. So, Joe Sway, can your final take be my guy? No. <laughs> Wait, what do you mean, your guy? Which one? O'Shea. We gave mean, we gave him flowers earlier. Oh yeah, yeah, we yeah we gave we gave him. I mean, in my opinion, he was the one that, that that set the tone, giving these guys extra possession. You know, coming off the bench. You know, before you hopped on, Bobby, I was I was saying how you know this whole lead by committee thing. The way I'm seeing it now is, is Joe Mazzulla is not quite sure which lineup's going to end the game most of the time because you don't know who's going to have that standout performance where you say, okay, man, you you got to finish this one out. Not to say that you know he went into this not expecting O'Shea to be that kind of player, but to see it. I guess a team like the Miami Heat in game two, I think I think it's relevant, you know, for sure. And, and, and going Bobby, into you – know, what's up, Charles? Yeah, Bobby, there, there's no way, Bobby, that we were going to get out of this show without howling about O'Shea Brissett. Come on, you know, there's no way I'm letting that happen. Yeah, you we got that, 50, 50% of our show is uh, Syracuse alum, so, you know, we're you know, dealing with that. that. Come on, yeah. Come on, Bobby. Yeah. I don't know if he's going to be the every night guy. He said, obviously, he wants to play every night. And we'll see if he can claim that role. Obviously, he's stepping into that Grant spot in some way here. The shooting was a struggle in the preseason. They didn't have to shoot tonight. Yeah, but, but they don't need it, though. The rebounding strong. Know? And this is a team that has struggled on the board so far. He needs to shoot if it rotates to him and he's wide open standing behind Yeah, 3 and D. Yeah, it. okay. Yeah. That's fine. But it's fine. to me, it's more about the defense and the rebounding. Don't look for anything. Just be there and take right. the shot if, if you have it. But otherwise, that's not what he's there for. It's the other stuff, Josue. Yeah. This is a really good matchup for him, too, because there wasn't like a fourth or fifth option on the Heat that was going to go after him often. No, well, he was no, they weren't even thinking about him. Man. He was probably covering Kevin Love, if I, you know, I don't know off the top of my head, but it was a good move. And Joe said he was trying to get him in there after the first. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, went to him earlier. We're going to wrap. We're back Monday, uh, taking on the Wiz. Um, thanks to uh, shout out to Sherrod, Joe Sway, Bobby. Um, down at the garden, of course, super producer Amit heading off to Miami. He's not sleeping. He's going to Miami, 6 a.m. He and Taylor are hitting the road um, for a Dolphins game. So pray for Amit. Yeah, um, we'll get him out of here quick. <laughs> yeah, man. You know, I don't think he's, he's sleeping. I think his, his flight's coming up. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think he's sleeping. I don't think he's I'm sleeping. not feeling bad for Amit going into damn Miami. Yeah, right. <laughs> He'll be all right. He's got to have enough juice to, 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 to Miami when he's down there, you know? Like, Power it you know, up. Like, what's the point of going down to Miami if he's going to sleep all day? So we got to, you know, you got to get him. Uh, you got to get him. He's too young to be having. No, hell no. He's good. <laughs> he's good. Yeah, I'm just running on fumes at this point. But we'll, we'll get him some rest. We'll see what we can yeah. yeah. So, again, thank you, guys. Check us out. Um, if you want, Patriots post game show, we'll jump on there. Taylor will break it down from Miami uh, along with me and, you know, whoever else we can uh, wants to jump in there and talk about that game. Uh, so that should be fun for sure. Uh, we got to practice tomorrow, so 
Check yeah, out you got some more Celtics coverage. There. Check out Follow Bobby. Yeah, check out our YouTube it. channel, um, clnsmedia.com. Follow all of our Twitter handles. And if you can support our sponsors, if you're into this sort of thing and you want to get in on some action, why not check out FanDuel? 200 in bonus bets when you bet five bucks after visiting fanduel.com slash Boston. Once again, fanduel.com slash Boston. Also, if you want to bet smarter, check out Odds Are. Go to Odds Are. Uh-oh. That one. Oddsr.com slash Celtics. Get a 30-day free trial when you download the app. It's not a sports book. It helps you bet smarter. Once again, Celtics win the home opener. Defeating Miami, 119-111, not 119-11. That would have been some kind of record. That's the score we had posted <laughs> earlier. That would have been a hell of a game. We're sorry about that typo, but you guys watch the game, you know. Uh, they win Derek White, monster game. Uh, Jalen Brown kid. also. Uh, terrific performance as well. Uh, Celtics take down the Heat. Revenge in game eight, uh, 119-111. We'll see you on Monday. Much more coverage throughout the weekend on CLNS Media. 